seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. Tyler, how are we doing? Happy Wednesday. Wednesday is here, Josh. We are ready to go. <laughs> you choking over there? Oh, no, I was adjusting my headphones. <laughs> I like the pump-up music, man. I still get excited when the countdown happens. I'm like, ooh, 10. We're starting. We're going. <laughs> the countdowns are fun, aren't they? I know. Countdown for anything is fun. So we're going to play a little yeah, music here. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everyone. We're going to count down to countdown. Uh, Tyler's the king of countdowns. He uh, has a podcast of dad's rank things and um, fantastic show. If you never get a chance to listen to it, please do. Dad rank things. Um, it's one of my one of my podcasts that I favorited. So um, there's the shameless Ooh. plug for Tyler. And I like the song, The Final Countdown. Oh. It's the final countdown. Yeah. See? <laughs> All countdowns are good. You were right. So the uh, the the topic today we continue our theme uh, with player stories. We're on Division Two um, here in a little bit. We're going to be joined by Andy Wells, a sophomore from Eckerd College. Um, I got. I'm going to have to talk to her, uh, Tyler. I think you see on the rundown there. It and Andy, we'll ask you here in a second, but it's. I'm just gonna say Dracula, Georgia, but I don't think that's really how it's pronounced. But it looks like you're, Dracula. You added you added a letter. There's no R in it. For sure, added an R. Just you can't just add letters to things. That's like, people, <laughs> that's like that's like the people that call it the WalMarts. Like it's just one Walmart. There's no S uh, at the end of it. Those people are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr- Dracula, Georgia. That's what. It, I mean, come on. This, there's no R <laughs> for, for the sake of the show. Anyway, we're gonna figure out what we're at in Georgia. She's she's uh, she's from, and she's at Eckerd uh, Eckerd College Division Two. So we're gonna talk to her in a, in a second as we continue the the, the theme. Um, but so, Tyler, are you watching the NCAA Women's College Cup at all? I am not. I am not. I've uh, I have not seen it yet. Shame I've, on uh, me. Nah, it's spring, man. It's it's weird, but this is the first time I'm actually into it. Um, you know, being an NCAA employee, this is my first time not being an NCAA employee. It, we never could have brackets. Uh, that's it's, it's against NCAA rules as an employee. You can't you can't have brackets. Can't bet on games, which makes sense. So it was told, don't even mm-hmm. have a bracket because unlucky you're unlucky enough that it may fall out, and someone's like, oh, see, Josh is betting on games. Um, so I actually have a bracket this year. I'm excited, and uh, SIUE is in it, and SLU's in it, and. Um, but I have North Carolina to win. It's at their home field. So I, I, I get a, if you don't know anything about it, which I don't know much, if North Carolina is playing their home field, they won 22 national championship. That's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, they, that they've had a lot of history. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I, a lot of those games are, are, if you don't have like the ESPN plus, uh, which would it be now? I guess it used to be ESPN three. You know, it, it is tough to it's tough. To, yeah, it's tough to get access to a lot of those games until yeah. they get to the the final site uh, with four teams remaining. Um, yeah, in, interesting story. Uh, I guess since we you mentioned some Midwest teams, I'll mention a Midwest team, and that is Iowa. Yeah, um, yeah. 
they they won like uh, I think two games in the regular season, and mm-hmm. they they the conference decided to give everybody a chance at the playoffs. Um, so Iowa got in and they ran the table and they won the Big Ten um, and made it in and and then they won uh, the first round against Campbell, I believe. Yeah. So, so I guess I, I guess I, what do you I say? Guess, yeah, I, know, I don't know. I, I just haven't watched as much as I want to. No, I hear I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading. I'm reading more than I'm watching. No, that's true. You saw the rundown. Like I better research. I got to contribute to the story. Oh, I actually, I, I just skipped right over the first thing. You usually, don't put anything important there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just usually like, does Tyler like jelly beans? So I just stopped reading the first line and uh, <laughs> it's fruit, it fruit by the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I was six. Six. Eight and one. A losing record and just beat Campbell. Um, and uh, but you know yeah, I think this, yeah. This... So they had to win uh, what four games to get to the to, to the yeah. to the national tournament. They did it. So that's was pretty four neat. games in a row. I I so think let me this ask goes you this, to show you. Go ahead. Let me ask you this question: If if you're one of those other teams that were in like the top four or even mm-hmm. the top eight, do you regret now letting everyone in? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's true at the time. Like, yeah, we're just you're like, yes, I got my first run pick against Iowa. <laughs> you know, I think right. that's, I think so that's the fun things. thing about about postseason, man. Anything can happen. And I think what this also mm-hmm. says is, um, it, it it's the same theme. You know, I think we we've, we've mentioned numerous times is that every conference is different. Um, yeah, you know, SLU's in the A10. They went fifteen and one, and. But there's someone else, and maybe a, a power, a, a larger conference that went eight and eight, and maybe mm-hmm. a better team than SLU. Um, you know, good point. So is your I don't want to pick on SLU, but it's it just they're there. But um, the conference matters sometimes, and so every Division One team is drastically different. Is your uh, approach then for conference playoffs at all levels? Because um, yeah, D one, D two. Yeah, D, so all, all pretty much all levels you can, you get your automatic bid through a conference tournament. Correct. Mm-hmm. At most levels, are you then in favor of as many teams as possible make the playoffs, or like to say there's like fourteen, fifteen teams in a conference? Mm-hmm. That's pretty normal. Sixteen that only eight make it. What What is your stance on that, or how, how do you feel? I think I think the initial. So so. To clarify a little bit, Tyler's saying there's 16 teams in, the, in, in a conference mm-hmm. right now. Like, you know, I think Tyler's conference is, is in Hearth America, and, and then I was in the GLVC, is, is eight teams will make playoffs. And yep. I think eight is – I think eight's not enough. Uh, okay. You never want to water down playoffs because – Right. Uh, but I, I feel at 16 teams – uh, it does add a lot of competition because much like much yeah. like the Hard American Conference GOVC is like those last three games matter because it will it can swing. You, sometimes you don't know if you're getting into till your game's over. You may just won. You got to wait for the other team to finish to see if you get in. But um, I would like to see seventy five percent of teams at least make postseason play. I'm not obviously saying a tournament, but. Um, mm-hmm. Give someone the number one, number two seeds a buy, and, and get seventy five percent of the teams in to for postseason mm-hmm. play. Um, that that's that's, uh, and, and I think teams will fight more because early on, sometimes you may know I'm not going to be top eight, so I'm just kind of, you know, 
And yeah, it's tough. It may be tough to get motivated. Yeah, and then yeah. It, uh, co coaches would argue then some of those teams aren't putting the best effort in through the end of the year yeah. because they they have nothing to fight for, and so then yeah. then a lot of standings result in scheduling. Because oh, yeah. I got these three teams at the end that aren't playing for anything, so they don't care anymore. Yep. You know, so that that's always interesting to see that side. I I think I think most coaches most coaches would agree with you, Josh, that. Yeah, I, I like the seventy-five percent. So you have sixteen teams. You probably need at least ten in there. You know, yep. maybe twelve, but ten to twelve somewhere in there. Uh, I think most administrators would disagree and say, you know, less is more just to save money. Mm, um, that's true. That that's that happens quite a bit now that I've been in the business long enough to to see. Uh, but I agree, anything can happen. A lot of conferences are competitive all the way through. Uh, yep. That that was proven obviously at the highest level with the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Um, so because they give everybody a chance, uh, it's not like Iowa went to the conference tournament for the women's side and lost their first game, <laughs> you know, they won. So yeah, they move you know, on sh see, shame, see on, shame on you. If you're, if you blew past Iowa, if you, you took them for yep. granted. I mean, that's, yep. um, Hey, does these conference, so you get the heart of America conference. Does these conference get a pick? Cause I, I guess I don't know this, but does these conference pick how many people make postseason, or is that a, in the IA in general rule mm -hmm. that, that yeah good question that is a conference by conference okay. decision um at, at least at the naia level i can speak intelligently on i have to assume it's the same for division two as long as you're done by a set point to make the tournament yeah uh -huh. yeah i i, I do okay. think that it is the same for division two okay i don't i mean division okay. one you know like you look at like division one basketball everybody makes it you know to for the postseason post Yep, yeah, everybody correct. gets a postseason bid for the tournament. I, I don't know if that's the same through all sports. Yeah, certainly after Division Two, you know, it's when you talk about making the NCAA tournament, people are like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I don't think you realize how big of a deal it is when you make the tournament. Um, you know, so well, cool, man. There's enough. Uh, Ohio State is beating Stony Brook four to one right now. Um, <laughs> oh, Stony Brook. Yeah, I had never heard of Stony Brook. I vote. I picked against them because I knew Ohio State. So sorry, Stony Brook. Um, I wish you the best of luck, but I don't think you're going to come back from this one. But <laughs> so any anyway, we're going to say hi to to to, to Ruthie here, and, and let's get. I this tend going. to think of myself <laughs> as a one man wolf pack, Ruthie. and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's trends. There you have it, Ruthie with a great introduction for Tyler's trends. Um, uh, so here I'm going to do a kind of a two sides of the coin here. Tyler okay. himself has kind of, I've been on a new trend a little bit more. And so I, I don't know how most coaches approach things. And I don't know if I really care because I seem to do okay in the recruiting business, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I and we've talked about my approach. I do, you know, I, you know, I prefer to call and have a conversation yeah. for first out of the gate. That's kind of one of my big things. Um, lately, I've, I've been trying to actually schedule that call more. Like I, I'm the king of the cold call. Like I'll just call you, and you need to be ready, right? Okay. That's that's kind of my approach. So I have been doing I have been doing more in trying to uh, schedule a, a, a time that's good for you as a recruit. That's kind of how. I would word it, you know, I would say, hey, Josh, um, uh, it's Coach Tomlinson from Culver Stockton. I know we've emailed back and forth. Uh, been hoping to talk to you a little bit more about the school. What's a good time for you? Yeah. Right. 
Um, and so for me, that that's been my approach uh, to to maybe getting some kids on the phone. So that's a trend that I've been going with. I don't know if other coaches are. I know some other coaches that I talk to, even within my conference, they text. Like they, they might text a lot before they even talk on the phone, you know. Um, I, so for I, you, I talking text, on, talk on the phone is the first step. Yep. And sometimes I'll text, but I'm only texting to set up the talk. <laughs> that That's it. We're not going to get into anything else. Um, so on the other side of that, okay, I think your interest level might be determined by your response to a question from a coach like that. Okay. So I guess I'll ask you, Josh, what do you think should be a response um, from a student athlete when, when they get that, that text from a coach? Oh, about scheduling the time. Yep. Well, um, you know, my, my mind goes back to sales 101 when you, if I'm going to if I'm going to shoot back a time, you never want to give a yes. You never want to get the chance to, to do a yes, no answer. So I'm going to I think to shoot back and give them options. So you're going to text me and say, hey, Josh, I like to uh, well, you're a women's coach. So, hey, Josh, Ina, um, I like to step a time to chat with you. When's good. I I want to give you a couple of different times to to make it easy because it's mm-hmm. it's never fun to go back and forth to say hey how about Tuesday at noon nope how about Tuesday at one nope so I'm going to say hey I'm I'm generally open <laughs> on Tuesday between between three and five and Thursday between uh, four and six coaches any of those times work for you um, oh, that's good that's that good that would answer. be my yeah. response to it yeah so a weird trend that I've been getting lately it has to happen like everyone but a couple times is and so let me ask you how you feel about this response yeah this uh this week is bad for me the next seven to ten <laughs> days i'm pretty busy um if you could what are your what are your thoughts on uh you know 14 15 days from now on on this date see i look at that as a complete blow off i think i think there's gotta be <laughs> okay there's gotta be i mean really there's gotta be a sense of urgency i mean a coach has reached out to you like you're a professional. I'm a professional. I, I, I remember being young and as you get older, you always look back and go, what do you mean? You're not, not that busy, but you're, if anyone's super busy, it's us. And I hate to be like that, but it's like, what True. are you doing the, the next seven to 14 days that you can't take 30 minutes while you're yeah. driving somewhere? Like, yeah, to me, that's, a, that's the blow off. Sorry. Have you, did you yeah. just get blown okay. off or something? <laughs> I, I, maybe, I, may, and maybe that's the truth. Maybe when, when I, you know, I don't know, on May seventeenth, when I don't go to call this kid, you know, they won't, <laughs> they won't answer it, uh, and I'll, I'll get the, I'll get the clue, and that was their way of nice way of doing it. But yeah, I, I think your way is important. I think I, my advice would be forty eight hours. You need to be able to chat with them within the next 48 hours. Yeah. I think that's a long enough time frame for you to say, hey, coach, mm-hmm. you know, good to hear from you. Uh, and then take your approach. Here's a couple of times the next couple of days where I'll be free. I don't have practice, yeah. uh, you know, and things like that. And uh, w- would love to talk to you. I, I think if you if you if you're going three, four five days out, we're looking at something. Yeah, we're, we're looking at. um no sense of urgency is the way you put it yeah. in, in, in trying to connect and, and, you know, get in with a, and, a particular and getting so ready for college is, is an incredible sense of urgency because there's so much work that has to go into it. And, and yeah. I know we're, we're always sending, there's always the one kid that doesn't turn stuff in and like, what do you mean I can't practice? Because yeah. you ignored yeah. the 30 text messages over the summer, you know, and, and you need them to have a sense of urgency because like, there's a lot going on. And if they can't do that, um, Hey, so you talk about scheduling a call though. Has that mm-hmm. because that I've been scheduling 
way more phone calls. Mm-hmm. And because the random calls is, is are, are tough, but I, I wonder if that's a COVID thing because we started doing more virtual. I wonder if now, because mm. I schedule pretty much every call. If I get a random phone call, I'm like, yeah, hey, I, I want to schedule it because I like to prepare myself. Like if I'm on that call, I want to give you all my attention. And if you randomly call me, like it's, you know, if it's a random call, like, hey, tomorrow's this, but I want to be able to focus my attention on you. I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think scheduling a call is fantastic. It gives you a chance to say this. These next thirty minutes are all you. gives the mm-hmm. gives the player a chance to to say, okay, I'm gonna get my questions together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel I feel that's happening more in the soccer. Well, just because I'm in the world, but I feel it's happening more since COVID. People are scheduling times more, and I don't know if that's if that has any core, any relationship at all, or I'm just making that up. No, I, it, it might because, but I think it would like stem from like a, a zo- the zoom life. Correct. You know, like, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Correct. Everything was scheduled with zooms. And then now we're just like leaking it over into like, well, let's call it. That's all. Let's call it this time, you know? So yeah, that, that could be, I, and I'll tell you, um, the the zoom tour has really changed a lot of stuff for me mm-hmm. in the recruiting game um you know just this week i had a zoom tour I, I, a girl was going to visit our college we're in the midwest and a girl was going to visit our college from long island new york um, and then you know mom and dad had some issues couldn't couldn't get off work um and so luckily our institution has a pretty good zoom visit put that together um, talked about everything we need to talk about. Uh, you know, I, at this point, I'm confident that player will maybe come play for us. Yeah. You know, and, and, but if we didn't have that, if, if COVID didn't, you know, show us that we had to have different ways to recruit kids, we might, I, I might not be getting this kid, or I have to talk to a kid from Utah in the next couple of weeks. We're working something out right now, but we have that ability now that they don't have to come see the college. I'll, I will show you the college. Yeah, and I think you're right on the Zoom because you can't just randomly hop on a Zoom. I can't just get right. on a Zoom and hope Tyler hops on. Like we have and, to and schedule. Ring. Yeah, so. call somebody. Right. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 do this real fast. So Tyler, I'm gonna here's a qu- trivia. So um, we we know that Andy is from from uh, uh, Dracula, Georgia. In in <laughs> you know I love theme songs. So mm, okay. I, I'm gonna introduce her. Then I'm I'm gonna have you guess the theme song. But Andy is uh, mm, okay. Andy Wells from Eckerd College down in Florida, a sophomore from from Georgia. Freshman year started 12 games, appeared in all 15 games. You talk about a tough conference, though. Eckerd is in a really tough conference, so mm-hmm. that is an impressive um, to go in as a freshman and, and and start 12 games and play in all 15. So um, we're bringing her in, Tyler. What would be your theme song from someone from Georgia? I, I I think we're Mon- going to be like, um, well, Dracula I might go with like Monster Mash. I, I didn't take Dracula into that. And so I just uh, George in general, uh, Charlie Daniels band. Oh, dude. Yes. Let's go. That was it, man. There you go. Andy, everyone gets a theme song here on, on cap chat live. You're from Georgia. Charlie Daniels, man. I'm assuming she's heard of this, but uh, the devil went down to so there we go. Looking for a soul to Andy, how you doing? I'm great. How about you? Good. So can we clear up what what, what do you call your town? It's Decula. Whoa, you are way off, Josh. <laughs> Hang on. Decu- Never would have got that one. Yeah, they, they use the strong part there, Decula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, where at in Georgia? Is that is it pretty north Georgia or close to Florida? Uh, yeah, it's like... Um... Northeast of Atlanta. Oh, okay. Decula. Yeah, wouldn't I got that? 
I'm not an English major though, so. Um, <laughs> Wait, you did communicate. You did communication. <laughs> Tyler, would you've gotten? I, I would. Okay, I'll be honest with you. So everyone, it's spelled D A C U L A. I, in my mind, was was Dacula. Yeah, I, w- I would have been wrong. Yeah. Is that? I mean, that's Dacula. I would. I would. I would have gone with the Dac. As the A is the heart. As the uh, the S. The the word yeah. to really enunciate the letter to enunciate on instead of the U. So that's good yeah. to hear something different. It must, there, be, yeah. must be German. <laughs> so Andy, thanks, tra- thanks, <laughs> thanks for. Uh, hey Tyler, you, uh, so she plays with uh, for for Trent. Um, uh, we had Trent on. We've had Trent on the show before from uh, Eckerd College, and uh, Andy, we've been we've been debating the the scheduling. So you went through a COVID as a sophomore. You went through this COVID madness, and were you guys scheduling a lot of calls? Uh, or ha- I mean, have you seen that same kind of trend happening for you guys as players? Um, yeah, we did a lot of like Zoom calls, like as teams, because we couldn't really get together as like big team meetings. And um, like our head coach, she's done a lot of like FaceTime calls, just to, like you know check in on us since we can't really go into her like office as often as we'd like to. Interesting. Now, do you schedule that she gets random? I-, I find now though, I love. I love seeing people face to face conversations. Like over this past year, that has so so much changed for me. If someone calls me normally, I'm like, ah, I can't see you. I don't know if you're even paying attention to me. <laughs> I don't know if that is that changed for you, the two of you, Tyler or Andy. Is that change? I mean, is that I, I don't know. I love communicating face to face now. As we're on a radio show, but <laughs> yeah, it's. Andy, it, what about I, you? I, how I, you? How you I like it? That? I like yeah? it. What do you think? Yeah, ask her. No, yeah, definitely like face to face is. Um, very nice. I I don't like talking over the phone. I'd rather like FaceTime someone or like Zoom. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So you heard Tyler's trends. What was your first step? And then we'll kind of dive into them more. So what was your first step in, in the recruitment process? So you're now a sophomore. Um, what was what was your first step with the coach? Was it a call or text or uh, kind of let's kind of talk about your recruitment process? Um, well, at first it was more of like an email. I had said that I was going to come and like look at the campus. And, um, then I was, I emailed her and said that I wanted to like talk with her and see her. Um, but yeah, it it definitely started off with an um, email over like a text or a call. Okay. And how, how old were you when you first sent, you started, you started the recruitment process? Um, oh goodness. Probably like. 16 17 but with Eckerd I think I was closer to 17. Okay. So you're towards the end of your junior year? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so your recruitment process so what was it like? Did you know at an early age that or I mean I say early I'm talking 12 13 14 15 years old. Did you know like was college soccer your goal? How did that how did that look for you? Yeah, I think you know once I started playing competitively I college soccer was definitely like the ultimate goal was to get there um yeah for sure college soccer was was it <laughs> that was okay so you started the recruitment process what was how did it look so you, you start obviously with emails where else were i mean how and how and what was your recruitment process like um going through this and how did you end up at eckert um well i definitely like my club coaches they had really you know, pushed us to send emails out, especially if we were going to like, um, 
like showcases and stuff to just email any coaches that we're interested in um, and just to continue to email the ones you're interested in to, you know, get our names out there so that they would be like aware. Um, Ecker kind of was always, I feel like my goal, like my dream. Well, I really wanted to play at the University of Florida, but then I realized that at an age that, you know, I was in my sophomore year and I wasn't already recruited by them. Definitely wasn't going there. Um, <laughs> I'm glad so, you're aware that your coach played at University of Florida so that you got some yes, kind of connection. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah. And living in Georgia, I've always wanted to get back to Florida as like my family, all my family lives in Florida. So, you know, Eckerd was at the very top of my list and um, I just really was adamant and kept on emailing her. Like I was just, making sure I was, you know, in her mind, the back of her head. And then I went to, um, she invited me to an ID camp. And from there, she um, offered me a spot. And it's kind of funny, this, uh, that same weekend that I went to an ID camp, I went to Tampa's ID camp. And um, they had offered me the day after I committed to Eckerd. So, <laughs> um, and Tampa's huh. in the same conference as Eckerd. So, <laughs> Obviously, you're, yeah. you're probably happy with your decision. If not, you don't. You can't say that live now. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm definitely happy with Eckerd. Um, I love Danielle and Trent and Derek, and it's it's great. Eckerd definitely fits my personality more than the receive Tampa does. Yeah. So did did Danielle's playing career, you know, and her stature with the United States national team and all that have a bearing on on your decision at all or you know um honestly when I was first looking at Eckerd I had no idea she was on <laughs> the national <laughs> team um she had actually came to my club um when I was super young like maybe like nine or ten and did like uh, a camp for us and I just thought she was really cool because she played at the University of Florida and that was like mm-hmm. the ultimate goal and um we actually had some close family friends that like grew up with her So they kind of like, you know, told me about how great of a person she was. And like, that's all I knew of her. I didn't, I really didn't even know it till I got to Eckerd that she was on the national team. (laughs) Um, But that definitely, you know, you can tell that she's played at that level and has that, you know, in the back of her pocket and stuff like that. So. What I'm I'm going to read some stats. Tyler just posted this for me, and so I'm 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 going to Tyler. I'm going to read this for you. But so really? so Daniel so holds the all time NCAA Division One record for goals and points. Was a <laughs> member of the the University wow. of Florida team that won the '98 national championship, and then she won the World Cup in '99. So you, you read you hear all these stories and the articles and, and and documentaries about the '99ers, and she was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that's an incredible pedigree there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I can't, I mean, what a cool, what a cool person to learn from. I mean, like mm-hmm. you're, I mean, do you just see, does she ever get out and play with you guys? <laughs> um, no, she actually, um, she's had a really bad knee and she just got surgery done. So uh, maybe in the near future, I don't know. Um, but no, she doesn't really play uh, around with us, unfortunately. <laughs> No, um, I like so, I like Josh. I like that you know, and, and we we have kind of a similar thing at at our school actually too with our with our um, our volleyball coach. Uh, but it, it's funny because a lot of the same thing. A lot of students don't know, you know yeah. they're not picking it because of the pedigree of of the coach. You know, they 
which I think is an important aspect, but it, they need to be comfortable at the college, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like Andy said, that this is kind of where she wanted to go. Um, she liked the, she liked the coach. Didn't, didn't know the coach had this kind of pedigree. Um, and, and this, I think it's a good sign that kids are picking things for the right reason. You know, our, uh, our volleyball, co- it's our men's volleyball coach. Actually, she was ranked as like the top, women's volleyball player in the world at one point uh karen kimner is her name she she played on like several usa olympic teams for volleyball but it's the same thing you you have these amazing athletes all over you know but um and they you know a lot of them don't make the translation very well to to their game you know as coaches so yeah you know it's good that that to hear andy get that experience of like the kind of a normal process and and picking the school for those reasons so Andy, did you pick, do you, so I know, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you met your coach at a young age, so that obviously made an impression on you. Did you pick Eckerd more for, for your head coach or did you like Eckerd as a college or a combination? Um, definitely school was like the school as a whole was like my driving factor to go. Um, Cause I was really interested in doing marine science, but and Eckerd has like a top program. I'm no longer okay. wanting to do that, but that's why <laughs> I was looking at Eckerd originally. Um, Cause my dad had always told me, he's like, look, pick at the school that you're going to get, like where you want to pursue a, um, a degree yeah. and not just to pick for like the sport or the coach. Cause coaches always leave. But then getting to meet Danielle and like um, hearing all these things about like how great a person she is, like, that definitely contributed to my making the decision, the final decision to go to Eckerd. Yeah. So let's talk in season. Um, we're, there, there's, this is two things. I'm going to ask you the kind of day, day in the life of, of a division two athlete. So there's, there's in season and then kind of out of season. So let's, let's talk in season. What's kind of your, your, your day routine that kind of feeds into kind of you know, the week. What's that look like for you? Um, oh goodness, we haven't had a normal season in over a year. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, um, so we normally have practice um in the mornings, like at like six a.m. So about like oh, that's right. Trent was the one who gets up early. Yes, I remember. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, so like about like six uh to seven thirty, eight o'clock around there. Um, and then like obviously we have like class and stuff, and then our conference had games on Wednesday nights and Saturday nights. So um, usually Monday, Tuesday were morning practices. Then we played on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we would have like a recovery session with a yoga instructor, which I really enjoyed um, on Thursday nights. (laughs) And then um, Fridays, it would, Fridays were in the afternoon as well. And they were just more kind of light, like usually like shooting games, you know, since we had a game on Saturday night. So that was our normal schedule during um, our normal season. <laughs> so w- when you're you're coming into, I guess you're, you're, we'll start with your freshman year. Do you do you have an a- athletic ad- an academic advisor that knows when your practice time is going to be so you can schedule mm-hmm. classes around that? Um, no, <laughs> okay. my, our school does do like, we do have like mentors, but that's okay. like for every like student, but we don't get any like special treatment when it comes to like, 
um, picking classes or anything like that. We kind of just have to um, fit it in. And then from there, our coaches kind of like fit practice in based on our schedules and stuff. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you guys pick your class and then, so each, each season or each semester will probably be a little different of practice time based on what everyone's schedule is. That's cool. So, so the focus on academics is, 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 is is still there division two. Yes. Okay. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. Now, have you, have you changed, so you, you've since changed your major. What what are you looking at now? Um, Environmental studies. That still seems smart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're talking yeah, there's to some, ma- there's some, there's you're some, talking yeah, there's communication some... majors here that's right that's right we're well-rounded we, we mm-hmm. know but there, that's good field now it's good field there's a lot of jobs in that field yeah mm-hmm. for sure so so what's off-season kind of again i know it's a blue but what, what kind of off-season look like for you guys you know lifting wise or fitness what what what, what did kind of uh, an off-season look like um, well, at Eckerd, we do a winter term. So like three weeks in like January, um, we like come back for like just a special kind of like random class. And usually during that three weeks, we're just doing like weights. Um, and then once the actual spring semester starts, we'll have like more practices. Like I didn't really get to experience a full spring season <laughs> because yeah. we mm-hmm. got sent home. <laughs> um, yeah. but I'm trying to remember. I think we how many did weeks? like so so yeah. And the, the so you got the three weeks time. How, how many weight? Mm-hmm. How much? How much? But there's my communication major coming out. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> what you guys doing? What kind of weights? So like, what's the time frame of weights you doing? Um, it was it's like two to three times a week, and we okay. usually are in there for like 45 minutes to an hour. <clears throat> nice. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you look back and wish that you? I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Do you think, man, I wish I would have lifted a little more in high school? Um, no, because I actually um, had a class where it was weightlifting for like all athletes. So, sophomore, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I had like seventh period weightlifting. So, I think that definitely helped me coming into college. Hmm. <clears throat> ah, very good. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a that's a good. That's a good thing. So you're going through the recruitment process. And if you had someone right now, let's say they're a sophomore, junior, and says, Andy, what what is it that I should be doing? Or or what mistakes do you think you made through the recruitment process or, or advice you can give um, to someone going through the pre- recruitment process as a, as a sophomore um, or, or, you know, sophomore from Dracula, um, <laughs> Georgia? Um, well, I think – the best advice that I ever got was to just continue to email like coaches, even if you think that Hmm. you might be annoying or like you might feel like you're overstepping, you're not because like they're going to constantly see your name and that's going to show them that you're really interested in that school and their program. And I think that's like, I think a lot of coaches look for that. Um, One thing that I feel like I probably should have done was maybe start a little bit sooner and maybe be a little bit more pushy with my emails and send a little bit more. Um, I didn't really start doing that till like very end of sophomore year and like early junior year. But it's still good though. I mean, you said that one was the thing, and it's still, it still it just stuck out to me when you said you're, you're emailing your coach um, from record that you 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 were consistent through emailing. You kept mm-hmm. you kept being in front of her. You kept emailing, um, and and. 
I have to assume that made that made a bit, pretty big difference then because you were top of mind to her and, and um, got the invite to t- the ID camp. Yeah, yeah. correct. Were there times through the recruitment process that you were thinking, man, this is, I'm putting a lot of work in for nothing. I mean, or just, you just, you knew this is, you knew what you wanted to do and you're just like, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. Um, no, there were definitely some times where I was like, cause I was emailing a bunch of coaches, but none were like either like replying to me or the schools that were replying to me, I didn't really want to go to. And a lot of people on my club team were starting to like commit. And so, like, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm not going to play college soccer. <laughs> like, definitely being a little dramatic, but. Um, <laughs> it's it's I, scary. It's overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, but, yeah, definitely in that situation, I was like, well, like, why am I putting in all this work and nothing's, like, coming from it? But I just made sure to keep, like, pushing and to not get down because if I were – I was going to be able to play where I was supposed to play and everything was going to work out the way it was supposed to. So, and it did. And I'm very happy with everything. (laughs) So what was the biggest jump? What was your biggest surprise going from, from high school to, um, to division two soccer? What was it? What was you get there? What was your biggest surprise there? Um, I think what's very different in college soccer is that it's very, like, direct. Um, Not many teams, or at least on the women's side, um, not many teams, like, do much possession. It's a lot of, like, direct balls over the top. And that was kind of hard to adjust to because, like, club is very much, like, passing and all that stuff. Um, And also just the physicality of it. Like, I'm at the time, you know, I was – 18 you know 19 playing against like 21 21 22 year olds that's kind of definitely Mm -hmm. a big jump um but from that was that was pretty much it and our conference is very very aggressive um Mm -hmm. so that was kind of hard to um the first few games first few conference games was definitely kind of eye-opening to how aggressive you need to play it is yeah I would say, okay, you guys are are definitely in a tough conference, and and mm-hmm. it is the the physicality of it is is it's I think is incredible for any 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 jump any jump from from high school to to college, any jump is is it's it's the speed of play, and how quick and hard you get hit, like mm-hmm. it just yeah. you want to hold that ball for for four seconds, they're gonna clobber you. Yeah, I mean it's Tyler. You remember the player like we played against, and she loved to hold the ball. Mm-hmm. And we went to Culver and played Tyler actually, and just clobbered her. And that Tyler walked over and he said, "She's gonna hold the ball. We're gonna clobber her." And that's what <laughs> you, get. you know. What I'm talking about. I'm not gonna say the name, but you remember that game? Yeah, and it and it yeah. wasn't because they were holding it. Like that person was like trying to dribble through the whole team. Yeah, and, and they're, they're just hit. Just, yeah, it's just not gonna happen. You you better yeah. off passing it. <laughs> yeah, Andy, have you been have you been hit hard enough? Like you know, so you played two seasons. You've been hit hard enough. You're like, wow, that was a hit. Yeah, for sure. A couple of yeah. times. <laughs> so what what's your favorite thing about college soccer right now? What's your favorite thing about playing division two college soccer at, at Eckerd College? Um well I really do love my team. So definitely my team is like my favorite part. But I do really enjoy our conference because it's always competitive and mm-hmm. you never know who's gonna be on top. Like 
it it can change week to week, game to game. And I think that's really exciting and it keeps um, it keeps you wanting more and like really pushing yourself because you, who knows, you could be at the bottom one week and then be at the top the next. So that's definitely some of my favorite parts of playing here and in this conference. And I'm sure you're looking forward to a, a normal a, a normal season. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, Josh, I couldn't, you know, we, we just finished our individual meetings. Um, and when I was in the meetings with my sophomores, so that's your age, right, Andy? Yes. Yeah, you know, we started talking about, hey, how was spring season for you? You know, kind of describe how it went for you. And um, if I forget, because all the sophomores are like, well, you know, it was our ver- first real spring season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. So all the freshmen had their first spring experience and all the sophomores had their first spring experience. And we were a team that had like a normal, well, as normal as we could spring experience because we, we didn't have our regular season in the spring. So, yeah, like so there's still some, there's still going to be some, man, juniors out there that didn't really have a next year that they will have like their first like normal spring experience, Josh, which is nuts. It's three years later. That is, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is crazy. Hmm. Well, so Andy, I, we, we appreciate you, you, you joining. If, if you had to pick a theme song from Georgia, like, cause I know there's a couple <laughs> songs. What what what's the song you like you would pick for Georgia? Because you... let's see. Um, did you know Devil Went Down in Georgia? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, that's good. That's okay. good. <laughs> see, the other one that came up that I almost went with was uh, Ray Charles. Georgia on your mind? Oh yeah. Is that I, Danny, I like, does, uh, does, does that resonate with you, you, you at all? Or is that, it, there. Yes, I, I know Georgia on the line. Yeah, I mean, it's Georgia on your mind. If you live in a state where a song was written about you, you're going to, like, there's no songs written about Missouri. But if there was, we know. <laughs> um, why Georgia by John Mayer? There's one. Oh, that's a great one. Didn't even think about that one. Right? Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, have you ever been to Missouri? I have not. Yeah. Do you have any interest in going to Missouri? Um... <laughs> Not really. I mean, yeah. I would like to go to every state in the United States. So oh, okay, that's a good. Yes, goal. Oh. but maybe, maybe, maybe like Missouri's, you're like, ah, I gotta stop and use the restroom here. Yeah. <laughs> no here one, never, ever Missouri. wants to come to Missouri. <laughs> there's songs about there's songs about Missouri. Nelly, the rapper, he raps a lot. Ah, about. that's true. That's true. St. Louis, yeah, getting hot. But that's St. Louis yeah. though specifically. St. Louis yeah, is true. I'm in St. Louis. St. Louis is, is like the. I'm. Still the waiting for Nelly's uh, Nelly's song about Branson. <laughs> oh man, it's coming! It's coming! It's coming! So Andy, thanks, thanks for I mean, really and truly, thanks for take, th- th- taking the time. Um, we're just we're I'm just trying to dive into you know that that daily life and um, if you could look back at at seventeen year old Andy, what would you tell yourself to start doing more of to get ready to play college soccer? to you know take that extra time outside of practice to really mm. work on like technical stuff mm. anything like that um, I definitely wish I would have done a little bit more of that than what I did alright well thanks for joining us Tyler you got anything you got anything else to add here 
No, I, I really liked uh, what Andy brought to the table and, you know, the fact that she said, you know, get start, don't be afraid of getting started early in the recruitment process. Email, 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 and you should be on your way. So good advice. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining. This has been Cap Chat Live with Division Two Soccer. As always, Tyler Tomlinson. We've had Andy Wells from Eckerd College. Next week, we'll be diving into Division One, uh, And then we're into May. April showers bring May flowers. So thanks, everyone, for joining us here in Cap Chat Live. And uh, we're going to see you. We're going to talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat.